Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. This is Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. You know, I'm an animal lover. I serve on the board of Paws Chicago. And and I always thought, we always have like Dr. Copenhagen and Dr. Most, and they answer all these questions. We should have a vet on to answer your questions about your pets because, you know, it's a family member. So we are excited to introduce you to Dr. Dana Varble, Chief Veterinary Office for the North American Veterinary Community and a Chicago person and very knowledgeable. Thank you for joining us, doctor. How are you? I'm great, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, when you looked at all the devastation in Florida, I'm sure you have noticed that some Mm -hmm. people are in those floodwaters with their dogs. And I have heard of situations where we've had floods here in the Midwest and dogs have perished because the amount of chemicals in those floodwaters. Is that something to be concerned about? It is. You know, whenever they're, and, and they're certainly talking about it a lot in Florida right now since the Floodwaters are still quite high in many areas from the hurricane. We have to remember that those those waters have traveled through 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 sewers, through buildings. They're contaminated with things like gasoline, bacteria, pesticides, chemicals. So that water is not particularly safe right now, not for people or pets. It can also have a really high bacterial content. Again, it's been traveling through areas that we wouldn't normally, That again, that water's just been really contaminated and traveling a lot. Yeah. So that's a good thing to keep in mind when we even have flooding yeah. in the Midwest here, right? Keep your dogs out of those floodwaters. Yes, absolutely. They recommend people don't go in there. I never recommend dogs go in there either. Same reason. It's a great place to pick up a bacterial infection, a parasite, something like that. We unfortunately saw a lot of that after Hurricane Katrina when we had dogs transported from the hurricane area to other areas. A lot of them needed treatment for those floodwater-carried diseases. Mm. Okay, good mm-hmm. thing to know. Um, I just yeah. got a, a text here, and I don't know, are they called Anatolia Shepherds or Anatolia Shepherds? I don't know what that is. That's... I think you're Anatolian Shepherds. Yeah, okay. That's a <laughs> yeah. breed I don't know. I'm surprised. But this person said um, they adopted two 13 and a half years ago. They had to euthanize the brother in May because he couldn't get up oh. anymore. The vet came to the house, and his sister, the other shepherd, they've never been apart mm-hmm. since birth, and she's crushed, and she's devastated. They said that she's just lost her spirit. The vet has given her a small dose of Valium. Um, Is there any other ideas that you could offer them to comfort her? Yeah, that's really rough because dogs, I guess, are very social, right? That's why we like being around dogs and dogs like being around us. We're all social creatures. So I've certainly been in that same situation. So my heart breaks for them because it is really hard when your best friend loses their best friend. And this is exactly what had happened here. So definitely they're going to need a little more interaction from people. Sometimes I recommend you, that's a great time to maybe hire a dog walker if you're gone during the day to get them a little more stimulation, a little more socialization. Um, and the other thing, and it doesn't work for everyone, is it's a great time to think about adopting a good companion for them Mm. you know you obviously have to choose very carefully because you have an older dog who's maybe a little set in their ways but it's a great time to maybe start thinking about bringing another family member into your life 
Dr. Dana Barbell is the Chief Vet Officer for the North American Veterinary Community. She's a Chicago person, and somebody said, hey, did you see that shelter dog that was in a shelter and got adopted after 2,777 days? His name is Flip. I did not see that. That's just- I hadn't seen that yet, but that's amazing news. I always get so excited when people um, adopt older pets or senior pets because I actually think it can be a really great way to add a pet to your family. A lot of them have already been housebroke. You have a really pretty clear idea what their personality is going to be like. So that could be a great animal. For the, for the last folks that actually just texted you, maybe that's something for them to consider. To adopt not a puppy, but maybe an older pet that's been in the shelter a long time. Mm. Uh, that might be a great companion for them. In fact, I think they're doing a senior adoptathon at Paws because I think they've got 30 to 60 older dogs and they're such lovely animals. Um, speaking of that, I want to talk about diabetes and dogs and those other issues that yeah. we have in our lives. But one more question here from Christina Bucktown. Does my 70-pound GSD mix need a dog bed? Oh, uh, you know, I just did a big piece on this, actually. Probably, yeah. You know, uh, especially if you have a bigger dog. Um, sometimes they just kind of plop down wherever, let's be honest. Kitchen floor seems to be very popular, usually right in the middle of things. Yeah. But it's great for them to have a space where they're a little more supported, especially as they get older. Um, it helps keep those pressure points kind of away from their elbows, away from their knees, because you'll notice in a lot of older dogs who do tend to want to sleep on tile or on hardwood floors, you'll start to see the fur or wear away and even calluses forming on those areas if you can introduce a dog bed that can support them um maybe that won't happen as much okay let's talk about those diseases that dogs are getting that traditionally were just identified in humans one of them is diabetes that and that's not just dogs it's cats as well right are you seeing an uptick in that yeah, actually, we are seeing an uptick in diabetes in cats and dogs. Um, the crazy thing about cats is it's three times more common in cats to develop diabetes mellitus than dogs. And we think that it's very closely associated with obesity. We know that most cats live indoor lives now, which is wonderful. It means they live longer, but they've kind of turned into couch potatoes. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I've never seen a cat trained to walk on a treadmill yet. Um, I would love to see one. Tell your listeners if they've got one. I would love to see a video of that. <laughs> but most cats are kind of prone to being lazy. It's part, a big part of their life. They do spend most of their time sleeping even when they're normal and very fit. Um, so when they lead good lives, we see them start to get heavier and heavier. And the heavier that they become, the higher risk they are for diabetes to occur. Somebody told me when I adopted uh, Bruno and Ava, he's an orange tabby. They're like, watch out, he's a dog. He, he's going to get big. That's kind of what they are. Is, is that true to orange tabbies? Um, it does seem like orange tabbies are a bit larger. That's I. That's my perception as well. I don't know. We'd have to run statistics <laughs> to find out. But I've certainly seen some very big, tall, very proud orange tabby cat. <laughs> yep, he's one of those. Uh, this is Dr. Dana Varble. She's going to join us every other week, I think, to take your questions. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So um, before I let you go, if you do have a cat that's on the large side, how do you watch out for diabetes? Oh, yeah. I mean, the big thing is look for a change in the appetite. And the the other really big indicator is, you know, cats, we rarely see them go to the water bowl. If your cat all of a sudden seems like they're drinking a ton of water, 
it's time to go to the vet and find out what's really going on to cause that. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Lisa. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Oh, it's going to be beautiful here in the city. We absolutely are looking forward to it. Hey, uh, coming up, Lauren has your news next. And then we're going to talk to the owner of Edge of Sweetness Bakery. That is a beloved Lincoln Square Ravenswood um, joint, so to speak, a bakery. She used to be a nurse and, and she's got all the details about Apple Fest, which is coming back this weekend. That's on the way. Lisa Dent, WGN.